It is Friday, the 1st of April, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, T. Ploof. I am Chris Rose, and boy, some breaking news on Friday. It is not a joke. Uh, the Dodgers and White Sox, who oddly enough share a spring training complex, have completed a trade. A.J. Pollock moving to the south side of Chicago. Craig Kimbrell bolsters the Dodgers bullpen. Your first thoughts? I think it's kind of good for both teams, like almost what you want in a trade uh, this close to the season. It's just two major leaguers straight up. No money swap either. That's what we're hearing. Um, Chicago will slot him right into the everyday lineup. I think he's going to play, you know, right field for them. Uh, Lou Bob in center, Eloy in left, or maybe Pollock in center. We'll see. I don't, I don't know how they're going to do that, but they had a little bit of a void there. Now you have Andrew Vaughn as debt piece. Maybe he plays left, maybe Eloy DHs. We'll see. Well, you know, uh, Vaughn's been banged up too. He got hurt during the spring. Um, you know, they've had some other guys out there that, uh, that certainly can help them out. It makes them even more right-handed heavy. I suppose if you're going to nitpick about the White Sox, maybe that's the biggest issue with their lineup, but it adds another proven bat, a guy that uh, really had a nice year for the Dodgers a season ago. As far to me, Kimbrell's the more interesting part of this equation because he was filthy on the north side of Chicago for the first half last year. Gets traded to the south side and could never get his sea legs over there. I don't know if it's because Liam Hendricks was the closer and Kimbrell didn't feel comfortable pitching in the seventh or eighth. I, you didn't hear an excuse out of his mouth, but is that possibly it? Or do you feel like Craig Kimbrell's on the way down? I don't think he's on the way down. Yeah, he had a, a bad time in Chicago, uh, a five ERA in 24 uh, appearances. So that's that's not very good. I think the Dodgers are banking on him being more of who he has been, which is an elite closer, a Hall of Fame type closer. Um, and is he going to slot straight into the closer role? Probably. Well, so this is why this is why I like this trade. Yeah, there, so there's a lot. I'll be I'll be really interested to hear what Dave Roberts says about it because, I mean, Blake Trinan can pitch in anything, right? And that's the beauty of it. And you know, once Kenley moved on to Atlanta, we were like, it felt like they were relievers short because Joe Kelly also left to go join the White Sox. So it certainly makes sense. And by the way, it's a home run for the Dodgers if they get the first half Kimbrel. Sure. If they get the second half Kimbrel from 2021. Then it's a $16 million blow up in your face kind of deal. Yeah, you know, and maybe it's nice to have Kimbrell, the guy that has a routine for the ninth, and then you have Trine and ready for any high leverage situations earlier in the game. You can bring him, and I think that just gives him a little bit more flexibility there. Uh, you're right about Jansen uh, leaving and having to put someone in there. So Kimbrell fills that void. Um, on the White Sox side, I'm hoping this means that they think Garrett Crochet is going to be okay. Okay. He exited the game, right? I think. Last night, um, hopefully, like the tests were, they came back were like, "Hey, he's going to be okay. Let's we can give a reliever up now." Uh, but they desperately needed Pollock. Um, I like, I like, loved their lineup before. I like love it even more now. So again, a win-win for both teams, man. You got to love this kind of stuff. Yeah, and by the way, Gavin Sheets was one of the guys that I was thinking about. He had he did a nice job his rookie season in fifty-four games. Had an eight thirty OPS. He is a left-handed stick and. And, you know, gives them some youth out sure. there. Uh, fascinating trade all around. Um, two proven major leaguers. And one other thing, it shows the positional depth that the Dodgers have in their yeah. organization where you could trade a bona fide, solid, everyday major leaguer and really not bad an eye. I think he's 
better than that too. We got to give this guy credit. Yeah. If you're on the south side of Chicago, this guy coming in, let me tell you something. You don't just find outfielders that have an 820 OPS hanging on trees. Hmm. Like they are few and far between to be able to do that and consistently over a long career. This guy's a professional. He's played in the postseason over a hundred plate appearances in the postseason. It's it's everything you're looking for. And I think Kimbrel could be really great for the Dodgers, but in White Sox fans' minds, like they aren't going to miss him because he had a five for them, right? Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And they have a, <laughs> maybe they'll they really miss very, him. I don't know. They both have a very short short walk to their new homes, at least they for do. the next uh, five days. Trader so. Joe strikes again. He does. Joe's got him because we all shook hands with AJ Pollock. <laughs> uh, and Trader Chris just doesn't roll off the tongue the way that Trader no, Joe does. does. So. Uh, let's move on to some not as good news, or certainly not as exciting to report. Jacob deGrom felt a little tightness in his behind his throwing shoulder when throwing on uh, Thursday. He is having an MRI on Friday morning. We'll find out the results sometime after this show is taped. So, Ploof, we need you. Can you reassure Mets fans all will be well, or are you panicking too? Of course I'm panicking. And Mets fans, you should be panicking, okay? This is Jacob deGrom we're talking about. Now, he went through like uh, his last start and felt fine. It was just like a little bit of catch and he was tight afterwards. So it could be nothing, you know, but like I said, if I'm a Mets fan and, you know, I am a Jacob DeGrom fan, so I'm rooting for this guy. I'm panicking, you know, and I think one thing you could take away from this is at least this year you got Scherzer and Bassett behind him. Uh, but you need your ace. You need Jacob DeGrom. So just put the positive vibes out there. Jacob, we love you. We hope it's nothing. We need to see you out there. I mean, I hit the panic button the minute I saw the tweet. I'm sorry. You know, like I'm kind of a a little bit of a Mets fanboy. I've got to be honest. Like I dig what they've done in the offseason. Well, I am. I'm a Mets fan. I'm not a Mets fan. I said I'm kind of a a fan boy like i i'm interested listen i'm a guardians fan through and through it's that simple but i want to see them do well in part because i still love francisco lindor and i want to see him turn things around obviously trevor may is one of my children on the uh chris rose rotation all that sort of stuff but i i like teams that go for it i like teams that say to their fan base we are all in and i loved a lot of their moves in the offseason i really did so and I love watching Jacob DeGrom pitch, man. Just as a baseball fan, I turned it on. I found it the other night when, you know, the other day when he was pitching. I stop what I'm doing and I, I watch. He's that good. I mean, he's, we talked about this before. He's one of the guys where you would go out of your way to watch him on TV or buy tickets to go to a game. Um, but really, we're just, like I said, we're just hoping he's okay. We want to see him pitch and... Mets fans, I'm feeling for yeah. you right now. There's really nothing else for us to say until we get a more definitive report, which will be coming out hopefully later on Friday. Hopefully we're talking good news when this show resumes on Monday. But yes. let's pick it up with, with some interesting uh, trade banter. Uh, Kevin yes. Acey, the San Diego Union-Tribune, one of several reporters out there, says the Pirates and Padres have discussed a trade for all-star center fielder Brian Reynolds. Uh, names like Paddock, Weathers, Gore, a bunch of guys possibly going back to Pittsburgh. Does this matchup make sense in your opinion? I mean, they're going to have to do more than that to get Brian Reynolds. I mean, I know it's reported that the Pirates asking price is massive, but it should be for this guy. You know, and this is a time if I'm a GM, I'm not prospect hoarding at all. Because think about this. Even if you have like a top 10 overall prospect, what you're hoping for is what Brian Reynolds is. 
Right. This guy's got four more years of control. He's already showed that he can do it at the major league level. If you have a, a top 10 prospect, you're hoping he turns into this guy. Yeah. You, might have, you might have max three more years of control. I understand that. Yes, I'm getting stopped. We can't hear you. Had my mute, my uh, yeah. mic muted. We, there's some passing breaking news. Uh, it says Milwaukee and San Diego are in agreement on a trade that will send star outfielder Christian Yelich and Adrian Hauser what? to the Padres in exchange what? for shortstop CJ. No, no, uh-uh. no. This no, is no. not real. And is that cash? a fake? I don't think so. Is this is a fake passing? This is, is that fake, fake passing? Look, look here. Uh, what is going on right now? I don't believe shit. Here. Look at this. And that, I mean, what the? Yeah, no, that's the that's the story. I, hold on, stop. Can you roll down? Because that's the story I read yesterday. Yes, on pe- holy shit, that is from him. Look at this. What for for Mackenzie Gore, C.J. Abrams, Eric Hosmer, and Cash? What? I don't, I still shit. don't believe this shit. I still don't believe this shit. I w- I've been talking to people very high up in, with the Brewers over the last three or four days, and I heard nothing of this. Well. All right, hold on, stop. Because San Diego, we know that they've been looking for some I'm texting offense. Yelly right now. Huh? I'm texting Yelly right now. What? I'm texting Yelly right now. You're gonna text if he got trade. Doesn't he have a no trade clause? So he would have I'm to. I'm asking that him anyway. right now, dude. This is April Fool's proof. I'm, I'm, I, I'm a little numb because obviously I don't know Yelly as well as you do, but I know him. Now, here's the thing is that we've heard the Padres are looking. Wait, for- wait, wait, wait. Who just said April Fool's? What? April Fool's ploof. Not going anywhere. April Fool's ploof. April Fool's. Not going anywhere. Hold <laughs> on. You plan this shit? April Fools, brother. <laughs> I just I just sent him is the true because I was trying to get it out so fast he responded looking like there's a chance. This guy's still in on it. He doesn't know I know yet. Oh my god. You guys got me. That's pretty Excellent. good. You can finish your text. <laughs> no, that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, is that a good? This is just a good Photoshop. I'm just too old to realize that you can just really manipulate tweets pretty easily. Yeah. Hey, Robbie did a great job because he attached it to his old. Here's here's how far we went. Look at this. First <laughs> of all, it's great. There's a few things. Number one, I got to give credit to Michelle Rose. This was her idea. She came up with, and I, she's like, what can you do, a fake trade or something? I was like, okay. Now I had to reach out to Yelich to get him to record that thing. Number three, she goes, uh, well, how are you doing this? And I explained to her who Jeff Passan is. She goes, I think you should get his permission. So I reached out to him. He, I sent him the fake tweet, and he goes, yes, you can do it, but this is not the way I would phrase it. So he wrote the whole tweet the way he would phrase it and everything. Pretty good. Jeff Passon was in on this too. Passon, Yelich, Rob, 
Michelle Rose. Robbie, who did the graphics for us? Oh, that would be Blake. Oh, Blake, who, of course, is is from Milwaukee. I mean, it was elaborate. It was topical. It it hit me, like, right here. We're talking about the Padres. You, You really did it. I mean... I'm still like shaking a little bit from the news. I swear to God. <laughs> so we got you. I was so I was so mad. I was so mad at the Brewers. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, can we continue is that on with it? the show? Can we please? You got me okay. flustered, but I'll, I'll I'm a pro. I'll yes, finish you it. You are number three, and people did think that this was a uh, an <laughs> April Fool's joke when Sweeney Murdy uh, texted it out early on Friday. Major League umpires are actually going to make in-stadium announcements after there are replays done. How many thumbs up do you give on this? Everyone's been calling for this for years. We're very excited about this because a lot of times you just get this for like five minutes and they go here or here with nothing other than call stands, call confirmed, call overturned. You know, we want to hear what's the are the people in New York going to be mic'd up too? Because I'd really love to hear them because they're the ones making the call. The people on the field aren't making the call. Well, but they're that's just the way relaying. It is in the NFL. They don't go. They don't go look at it anymore. They, they used do. to, right? They do look at it, but they're only looking at it with the replay okay. officials that are also looking at the same replay. I'm just hoping the umpires are going to like explain it instead of, you know, I feel like a lot of them are going to say two words and that be it. You know, I want them to get into the detail because that's fans want to know. So I so, hope, I hope it turns out the way we think it will. Right. I, I just don't want these guys to be like, and, and most of them probably aren't going to want to do this because you're speaking in front of 40,000 people. That's right. kind of scary. So there's a few things to keep in mind. Number one, it's the right move. We've been waiting yes. for this for a long time. Okay. We need it as it makes the in-stadium experience better. It, it prevents the second guessing from the announce booth and the fans at home. We, get, we might not agree with all the calls that are made or you know play stands or there is a reversal, all that sort of stuff. We still might not agree with all that stuff, but at least we get a little more clarity as fans. Number two, you're 100% right. Umpires did not get into this business so they could be public speakers in front of 40,000 people <laughs> and millions watching on TV in some cases. We have to understand there's going to be a learning curve to this. So you have to be patient. I know we're going to make fun of some of the umpires. That's not what they want. And in fact, if we do that and it's going to happen, some <laughs> of those guys are going to take a big step back and be like, fuck it. I'm going to do the, mo- the most minimal explanation. And that's what you guys are going to get if you're going to sit here and make fun of me. There will be some <laughs> who embrace it. Our buddy Jim Wolf, who is a good talker. He was on the Rose Rotation. We talked about this very thing a year ago. He's going to be okay with it. He might even be out there flexing. He he is like the Ed Hockley of major league umpires with his biceps. You know, you're right. Like my first instinct was like, yes, let's laugh at these guys. Let's make fun of them. But then you're right. You know, like, I don't, I don't want to speak in front of 40,000 people. There are times where I wouldn't want to do that, Mm -hmm. especially if I've been versed to talking in front of a camera and, you know, I've had a lot of practice. If you're, don't have any of that. That's pretty scary. So I'll do my best to hold off. It might come out. I might make fun of a few, but it's all in, it's an all in good nature, guys. I love you. Okay? Yeah. So if Al Porter is going to get it from me, I don't care. If, if they can, if the umpires can embrace screwing up occasionally, which is inevitably going to happen, as long as they get the call right, they might jumble the words a little bit. 
as long as they embrace that. We've been asking for umpire personality for a long time. Dude. Totally. I want to see some of this. Maybe some guys are going to have like a really great voice to do it. And we're like, oh, Ooh. I want that guy on there, you know? So who who do you who are you gambling on? Might I mean, Joe West to- just missed out on this. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he might have taken five minutes to explain it. You would have done it uh, in a country song rendition, too. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to think who's going to be good. I mean, Angel's going to love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna you, we're gonna have to see that yeah i told you jimmy wolf is tom hallion gonna like pull the rip cord when he does i'd love it? to see it i'd love to see it okay what's he called tornado tom not bad guy. yeah all right it's gonna be fun last one jj watt of the arizona cardinals the future pro football hall of famer took in the angels brewers game from the front row yesterday uh there was some great video of him like taking photos and videos and stuff and afterward he went into the halos clubhouse great picture with shohei trout jay up um which athlete do you wish that you could be for one day current athlete i'm gonna say this and people are gonna laugh i don't want to switch lives with anybody i love my life but there's a couple of things that i wish i could have done better in my life one is play shortstop longer in the big leagues i wasn't good enough and two i wish i hit for a higher average because Showing up to the park and knowing you're going to get like a knock every day, that feeling is amazing. I don't even care if you hit homers. Knowing you're going to get on base and get a knock and just have that like confident feeling all the time, I never really had that in my pro career, okay? And I'm jealous of people that did. So I'll say Tim Anderson is a guy I would love to switch lives with. Get to play shortstop on a badass team this year, and he just gets hits all the freaking time. Like that feeling would be so fun. So TA, bro... You got a good. Realize how good you have it, man. Well, he won't have. And congratulations, by the way, because you're a stud. Yeah, he won't have it so great the first two games. Unfortunately, he's got that suspension that's carrying over to the first couple games here. Interesting that you stayed in your own sport. I thought maybe you'd want to try something outside of. No, I thought about being like the most badass UFC fighter because you know you could just beat somebody up. But um, I don't really know who the most badass UFC fighter is right now. So you're still taking an elbow to the face. That's yeah, so people there's people that could beat me up, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, I would like to be Giannis for a day. Who doesn't okay. love Giannis? I mean, just first dominating. Of all, you literally have the body of a Greek god, since he is the Greek freak. He can do it all. He's improved his outside jumper. He's now a champion. He is beloved by everyone. And I mean, he makes people smile. He's got a great temperament about him. He really is one of the top athletes going. He seemingly has it all. And we just saw another great performance by him on Thursday night against Kevin Durant and the Nets. I just love, I would love as a guy who has been constantly out of shape in his life, (laughs) just love to walk around. I would not wear a shirt for 24 hours. So true. You know, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get to that point right now, man. I'm working hard. Hey, you know what else Giannis does that I bet you love? Hmm. Doesn't he like, love oreos like he discovered oh, oreos and milk yeah. or something like that. yeah he's, that sounds right up your alley bro he's a crusher all right what do you have coming <laughs> up on uh, john boy media more tpps coming out i think we released the al central yesterday um and then more will be coming out we recorded a bunch um in one day a lot of work but we really like it because you really get to know the roster so those are out go watch the final game of uh the blitz ball challenge for 10k it's so good. Really it really fun. is. My kids watched it. They don't watch anything. And right. they were like locked in, glued in. So it's good for kids too. 
Uh, a lot of stuff. What about you? Sorry about the swearing then if your kids were watching. No, it's fine. Okay. They need to hear that. Um, latest episode of the Rose Rotation with Trevor May is out. A lot of good stuff. Um, we'll be taping one. Uh, we'll have another one coming out Monday. I'm not sure. Our, our schedule got a little uh, kerfuffled. That's a word. Uh, I think it we'll is. We'll figure out who's who's coming out Monday. I've got I've got a few options up my sleeve. Maybe I'll just call Yelich back and thank him. I, I honestly, man, I got to tip my cap. I'll turn my hat around. Tip my cap to you, to Robbie, to Michelle, to Yelly, to Jeff Passan, who I guess he likes me. I thought he didn't like me, but to participate in this joke, he must like me. So, but do you, by the way, do you get notifications from Passan on your phone? I don't get notifications from anybody. It was very funny because during our text discussion, he said, well, what if Ploof gets uh, Twitter notifications from me? I said, that's, okay, that's possible. We'll make sure his phone is turned off. So oh, you son of a God. We covered everything for this thing. I mean, talk about an elaborate ruse, bro. Yeah. Yep. Just, just know, imagine, like... Robbie, I imagine the title of today's show will be... We got Ploof on an April Fool's joke. Thanks to you Christian really did, too. You really, really got me. It's a, it's a little wordy, but... Did you see how mad I was? I know. I know. All right, so listen, everybody have a good, safe weekend. We are less than a week away from opening day. We will see you again on Monday for Trevor Ploof, our outstanding producer who can pull off a joke with the best of them, the one and only Robbie Scirocco. I'm Chris Rose. We'll see you next time here on Baseball Today.